0: Welcome to Encounter Mercy, the Catholic podcast uh with Vince Dragone and Father and Father Andy. Uh how's it going Andy?
1: It's going all right, Vince. How about you?
0: It's going pretty good. for, uh, for the most part did a lot of house cleaning. Uh, yeah, I was this- going to say
1: I heard that you uh the, the Mrs. had you um be cleaning out your basement today.
0: Yeah, but um it's a good there's going to be good things to come out of that. Well, that's good. I re- I'll reveal those later down the line, but it has to do with brewing beer. So
1: Oh, oh, okay. I see. I see.
0: So slightly selfish.
1: Well, I'm going to have to take some of that myself. I mean, just a sample, obviously.
0: Oh, yeah. You, you'll, have, you'll have plenty. But speaking of selfishness, uh, that's going to go along with our topic today, I believe. But uh, w- before we get into it, uh, how was your week?
1: Okay. I'm just trying to think back to this week. I mean, everything's such a blur. Um, you know, I was talking with another priest on the phone yesterday and uh, we were talking about the fact that um, there's really nowhere to go and there's no, no. nothing to do, um, being that our work is mainly with people. And since we can't meet with people or be around people, it's kind of difficult. So all the days start to blur together and then I come up with really stupid projects like – Last week, I think I talked about the fact I took apart my stove. This week, I um, moved all of the furniture in the house and cleaned under it. Um, I, you know, did random things, um, uh, rearranged my bedroom for the third time since I've been home from uh, the Holy Land. You know, stupid things just because I'm a little bored. <laughs> well, I did yard work. You know, it was 70 here on Saturday. So I was out in the yard, I was pulling out all of the, um, uh, uh, hoses and getting things ready cause it's starting to get warmer. And then today, what does it do? But it rains all day and is no higher than 40. Oh, so it's freezing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Hey, welcome to my world, man. Um, you know, having two kids, two small little kids, we don't go out and do a whole lot either. So when I get home from work, it's the same way, it's the same now as it was last year at this time. Um, Yeah, but I, I wouldn't change it. There's a lot of, uh, it's kind of nice to, to just be able to sit at home and do little projects around the house that sometimes just don't make any sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got little projects I'm working on, little things I can tinker with, but it's the, uh, now it's just still the waiting on the getting of the parts to finish the other projects. But Hey, you know. Nice.
0: Nice. So, uh, let's get right into it. I guess today's topic, um, you may have heard this. Most people have heard this, um, the phrase, uh, Andy, I'm, uh, spiritual, but I'm not religious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that way too often. You know, know, I just, I don't buy into all this organized religion. I'm more spiritual and about the spirit.
0: Yeah. I don't need anyone telling me what to do. I don't need, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't need a Pope telling me that, uh, or, you know, a Pope that's going to intercede for me uh, to God. I can go right to God. Even if I believe in God, I might not as, a, you know, if I'm just spiritual, it can, that can literally mean anything. Uh, it can mean that the, you know, the ants on the ground are the ones who created the universe or it could just be the stars or it could be some other deities or whatever it is. There's so many different, I, I don't know. It's uh, we're going to get a little bit into that today, but uh, um, wh- how how often do you actually hear this as a priest?
1: Being that um, usually I'm around parishioners, I'm around people that are buying into the faith, I don't hear it as much, but I can guarantee you that if I was working more in a college campus ministry setting, even in a Catholic college, uh, that you'd hear that. There's people that I know that um, I know from college that would buy into this 100%. People that I have known since grade school that I went to, you know, they – we – ended up going to college together and being in some classes, I can hear them saying I'm more spiritual or, you know, I'm not, I don't buy into, into any of that. I'm just about me. And that's the key. When we start talking about the spirituality versus the religious, because the problem is, is we as a secular society have destroyed that word spiritual mm-hmm. because you can't divorce spirituality from religiosity you can't divorce the two because they go hand in hand the minute that you separate them is when we start to get into these problems that we seem to find ourselves in
0: right and anything becomes spiritual literally anything and you know it usually is all self-serving at the end but uh, you know I, I see this I, I I know a lot of people who subscribe to this and sure. it's it's to me it's very primitive Um, you know, we start with, you know, when we talk about Christianity, we start with the spiritual side of things, you you know, we, we recognize that there is something greater than the physical world. And, uh, and that's where a lot of these people also believe they just, instead of asking the next question, okay, well, what is that? They just kind of stop there and Hey, whatever it is, whatever floats your boat, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, I, I, it makes me feel good. It gives me good vibes or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, that they, that they believe, but they fail to take the step of, uh, trying to find the truth. You know, we are, you know, as humans, we're always looking, uh, to find the truth. And, uh, if you were to find a religion, uh, that seems to be true, both historically and, uh, you know, the, the, if you pray and you hear God talking to you, Um, and you see other people's witness to it. That's all, that's all part of truth. And if you learn that truth, you then have to, as someone who doesn't want to go against truth, have to subscribe to that religion. And, uh, that's kind of where, where I am. And that's probably where you are because you know it to be true. So you believe it, but it's, you know, the people who just look at the spiritual, but not religious, I just feel like they're not, they just kind of stop there and they just, but, but that's how a lot of our lives are lived. You know, just um, you know, people that drop out of college because um, they just don't feel like doing anything or people who lose their job, go job the job and never trying to improve themselves. Uh, or maybe it's a sport that you play and you can just never get any better because you don't even really try. Uh, it could be me on guitar. You know, I've kind of reached my, um, the, you know, the peak that I've reached because I can, I fail to pract- put in the practice to get better. Uh, and I, I can, I feel that that's probably the same way some of these people act whenever they say they're just spiritual, but not religious.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that can be part of it. You know, a lot of times when dealing with this situation, um, the, the the person that is going to give them the most information about these situations in their life isn't going to be um, a priest or someone that is in the in the religion. It's going to be uh, as one of the professors at Gannon used to say, "Doctor Google." Oh yes. And so, uh, you know, if you type in "spiritual versus religious," you get a bunch of well, junk. And just happens to be one of the sites that I I came across. It starts to separate religion versus spirituality. And you can tell that there's already a bias. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. No matter what, no matter who's writing something, there's a bias. But this bias is very obvious because they start splitting things from religion and spirituality. So they say religion, by definition, uh, is a personal set or institutionalized set uh, system of religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices, the service and worship of God or the supernatural. But then they s- separate out spirituality and they say that spirituality, on the other hand, connotes an experience of connection to something larger than themselves. Well, now I don't know, Vince, Maybe just my time in seminary formation and spirituality formation and spiritual formation and spiritual direction and uh, spiritual life and diocesan priestly <laughs> spirituality. Maybe all this study has clouded my visions or has clouded my visions and, and I just don't understand anymore. But uh, it's still, like I said before, you can't have one without the other.
0: No, you you can't. Uh The way that you just kind of read that, I guess the way that article is written, you know, I could, you're wearing, are you wearing a blue shirt right now?
1: Sort of. I'm wearing,
0: and I'm wearing red. So if I just wanted to make an argument that, hey, my shirt's better because it's red, that's kind of how that, that. Well, now
1: you're making it a political statement. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Oh, well, I didn't mean to get, I didn't mean to go there, but you know, whatever it is, you have a beard right now. I don't, I had to shave. Uh, you know, your beard is disgusting and, uh. You know, it 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 looks terrible, Ugh. and uh, you seem lazy because you have a beard, and I'm clean shaven. So I'm, that means I'm clean, and I put it in the discipline to be able to do it. That, side to note, me, that, that was such it was just such a weak, childish argument. Um, oh, God, yes. For what that just, is, uh, just
1: a random side note. I haven't shaved. Uh, I've had a beard since spring of 2015, so maybe it's time. Nah, keep it rocking. Let it ride. Move <laughs> along, but. Well, exactly. And it's, it's, it's trying to make arguments here that, that aren't there. Exactly. Um, you know, and then if you try to, you know, they claim, well, the lines blur. Well, yeah, no kidding. Because they're not supposed to be separated. Right. You don't bastardize you, you, them. Your, your religion and your spirituality, they need to come together and they need to be one. You know, one of the things in seminary that they always taught us was it, let's say you have to, um, especially once you get to theology, once you're doing your studies You have to take that to prayer. Well, what in the hell does that mean? So let's say I'm studying something for canon law. I have to take that to prayer. Well, it kind of makes sense once you start getting deeper into the study of the faith that you need to take all of the things that you're learning to prayer to see where Christ is in them. Mm -hmm. Well, with that being said, that's automatically an entrance into the spiritual life. So you're taking these, these thoughts, these teachings of a religion And you are spiritualizing them and bringing them into your forefront. But the problem is with our world, they automatically say that religion, bad, 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 as they say, uh, religion, houses of worship, books of laws, uh, eternal rituals, observances – these are equivalent of object referral, in which your attention is placed upon the objects in your experience, whereas spirituality leans more to a self referral or the internalization of your awareness. But the problem is, is if it's <laughs> one or the other, you're missing a whole experience. You know, yeah. one of the things that this is the reason why some of this thought process and this teaching becomes a problem is because it can start to lead into heresy. There was a heresy. Now, see, I remember the themes of the heresies from class. So if anybody's out there and and actually knows the name of them, that'd be great. I don't think this one is Gnosticism because that's one of a hidden truth that's only revealed to specific people. But there is a heresy that says our bodies, bad, bad, bad. Physical reality, bad, bad, bad. And so we need to get rid of that and only be spiritual. And that crept its way into uh, Christianity under under the guise of Manichaeism. And so, Manichaeism, uh, one of the major teachings is, is that the f- human body is bad. Human's body, bad. We only have it because we have to while we're here on this earth. So, we don't really need to worry too much about it. We got to take care of it so we can live. But other than that, it doesn't matter.
0: Well, I know that, Martin Luther had some of those thoughts as well.
1: He did. He did. Um, he, he You know, And he revised his thoughts as life went on. But in the same breath, but that was one of the major things of you know, he, he – there were a lot of people in his time that mm-hmm. were starting to feel this way. And one of them is actually St. Augustine. St. Augustine was a Manichaeist before he became a Catholic. He, he practiced this practice of Manichaeism and he realized that this was not a way of life, you know. And um, it, it ended up being that Manichaeism and this idea that the human body is bad has been condemned by the church – because our physical body is important. And why do I say that? Well, it all goes back to Christ. There is the belief was Christ truly God or truly man? He can't be both. That's what their people are saying. So one side says truly God, therefore the body bad. Where do you think this now is leading to? Mm. Versus the body is good or well, not even good, but it's just the fact that Christ was just this wonderful prophet, He wasn't God. so therefore, He's not a God and not a deity. And, and that leads to a problem. He's both and. And God legitimizes with uh, becoming man our humanness, our physicalness, our personality, us, us as human beings. The fact that I am fat and lazy, that is a part of me that I could change, yes, but as my as all the listeners and if any of my friends are listening to this, I'm not going to at the moment, but that's besides the point. Um, but the point is, is that our human physicalness, our bodies, our um, everything about us, it's important. It's not something that you can, like, the, like they say, go outside yourself. Well, that's not possible because my only experience of life is the physical.
0: Right. Hey, go back and reread that part of the article um, from the Huffington Post one about what is religion. And all the bad things that it listed off.
1: Oh, um, let's see. Uh, most mystical sects are also religious, as they seek, as they worship the same deities. Uh, example, hi, for example, there is no Hindu mystical tradition as a standalone expression from the mass of Hinduism religion, because those smaller sects continue to worship the same gods, such as Krishna or Shiva, and the rest of the Hindus.
0: Uh, read read uh, the part about where it said uh, you know all these things are, um, detract from the self.
1: Oh, the whole, the whole test your belief. Well,
0: what you're, what you just read before, just reread it.
1: Oh yeah. 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 yeah Okay. So, um, spirituality leans more towards a self-referral on the internalization of your awareness of your soul. Spirituality is an inward journey that involves a shift in awareness rather than some form of external activity as such, spirituality is much more about the inner understanding than outer worship. this is not to say that worship is not a part of spirituality it is a matter on where the devotion and worship are directed yeah, to usually. an inner to an inner or to an external practice object or figurehead or to an inner soul your higher self or the divinity that lies within.
0: Yeah. So the selfishness. So, uh, what I was trying to get you to, to say was before you were saying how, and that's that was part of it, but on the religious side was, you know, you go to these buildings and all this stuff and it, yeah. these are just objects. Well, that's not, no, that's not, that's not what it, what it is. We're all experiencing right now, having to have our religion at home right now. We're not going to a church, physical church. We're not doing these physical things that we would normally do, you know, outside of our homes and such. And it's not detracting from uh, from our really well. You know, some could argue that you know you're not in the you know if you're not in the right setting in a church, it's harder to pray. And I get that. Uh, I can't wait to go back and pray in a church. Uh, but uh, the, the kind of the biggest thing I, I took away from that is it all detracts from myself. And if it detracts from myself, then it's not good. And so where where have we ended up in the last? uh, you know, several decades here. I'm using the words decades again, uh, from our, our last episode. Uh, but you know, everything consumerism, you know, let's look at, we need to go shop. I need to go shopping. I need a new pair of jeans. I need this. I need that. I need to have the better car. I need to have the bigger house. I need to have the bigger salary. So it looks like, you know, I'm successful it's all we're everything around us right now in in the secular world is built on selfishness. It's all surrounded by me. So what do you expect? What do you expect with all this new stuff coming out that, that why would I want to worship someone else? Why would I want to give my time to somebody else when I, I'm the one who creates this, I create my own world and therefore I'm the one who I need to pay respect to not anybody else. So, I mean,
1: I, one of the number one books that people or that book publishers are going to put out there are self help books. Mm-hmm. And, and the recognition is, is that the power you need, that you need right now, is in you. And you can do this because you are you and you are good. And, and you know, there is some legitimacy to understanding that we are good, you know, God made us good. He made us good because He made us in His image and likeness. But that that key right there is it's not pointing inward. He made us good because we are made like Him. And so the in the inner self is not where we're going to get the self, the affirmation the the positive you know the goodness you know if we keep feeding into that it begins to speak to um, a very narcissistic mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest thing that I've seen the last couple of weeks among some of my social circles are, you know, people looking into meditation and ways to relieve stress because of this whole coronavirus thing. And one thing I continue to hear over and over again is uh, I'm just focusing on what I can control and I'm letting go of everything that I can't control. And they're just, they sit there and people just meditate on themselves and trying to just calm down. And, you know, the, the, some of the biggest, you know, issues I see with that are, you know, God loves you so much that he wants us to bring his, our problems to him. And he wants us, uh, to have redemptive suffering. And we've talked about that in a, I think a couple of previous episodes, yeah but you know, don't just pretend those things don't exist. If it's bothering you, take it to God. Um, you can't ignore those things. And you know, whoa, whoa, I forget exactly where I was going to go, but basically anything that puts the focus on you is wrong. God wants us to focus on him and he wants us to bring our problems to him.
1: Right. And, and I think the, uh, one thing, one of the directions that I think we can easily go from what you were saying is, you know, this whole idea there's two things that I, I want to kind of spin off with this is first off, spiritual people will try to claim that religion is exclusive because it sets boundaries and spirituality is inclusive. The problem is is spirituality is a um it, it's disguising itself in what we what they want to claim as uh, pl- call um inclusive, but it's truly exclusive because it's all about the self and looking inward. Mm-hmm. Whereas religion is looking outward and learning about God surrounding us and through his words and through his works and through his mercies and graces and everything with that. And then the other thing is spiritual people want to say that religion is all about fear-mongering, where spirituality is, by contrast, uh, discards the vestiges of fear and worry in favor of a more loving, compassionate approach to life. Well, and there's a problem with there with that. Because the whole love versus fear. You know, when we think about the word love, what do you think, Vince? And and this maybe this is right, maybe this is wrong, but what do you think, Vince, is the opposite of love? Hate. No. Indifference. Yes. Indifference. Because if you love let's say, let's say you love something. Let's say you, I'm just going to go very uh, stupid and go chocolate ice cream. Let's say you love chocolate ice cream. You have feelings for that, right? Let's say you hate vanilla ice cream. You have feelings for that. But if you're indifferent about it, there's no feeling there. I see where you're going. And so there is no, the opposite of love isn't hate, but it's indifference. And that attitude of, I can only control what I can control and I'm not going to think about anything else is – it makes sense. It makes sense for someone who's trying to – who is – who's constantly an um, alpha person who wants to be in charge of everything that that's how they're going to they – they have to think. You know, A lot of uh, – very poorly explaining but a lot of extroverts are automatically going to think that way of like, I got to control this. This is under my control and I have control. Uh, no. No. And so when we are thinking about it's under my control, well, no, it's, it's really not under my control. And so by saying, well, I'm not going to think about anything that I can't control, that's indifference. That's the opposite of love and hate because you just are trying to become indifferent to it. What God wants from us is in our meditation is to focus on him. You know, if we read through the Psalms, if you read through the Psalms and you pay attention to what's going on in the Psalms, there are Psalms about love. There are Psalms about hate. There are Psalms about joy. There are Psalms about anger. There are Psalms about sorrow. There are Psalms about confusion. There are Psalms about destruction. There are Psalms about building up. You know, there's Psalms about every feeling, every emotion that the human being has. Why? It's not so that our emotions can overtake us and control us. It's about so that we can allow the Lord to speak to us in our moments of feeling these emotions and allow Him to guide us. And that's real uh, meditation. but meditation that focuses inward completely ignores the reality that is around us.
0: And, you know what else does that do? But you know it affirms actions that you take that may be contrary to uh, what we would say, you know, what we should do. So what we would call a sin, someone who just takes it upon themselves and looks in it of themselves, they're going to convince themselves that whatever they're doing, whether they're sleeping around, you know, whether they're gossiping, you know, no matter what it is that they're doing, abusing drugs, whatever it is, they can just affirm that because their inner self told them that it's okay.
1: One thing that we have to understand about moral law, because we're ge- that's one of the areas that we're getting into, is moral law. Um, when it comes to moral law, something has to be, when, when you make a moral ruling, it ha- the, the decision has to be semper et pro semper, as Father Afnugo taught us in class, always and forever. Therefore, it has to work all- across the board. So people who try to say, well, this works for me, but um, it's only for me in a moral understanding. Let's put it this way. Well, you know what? Only people that are raped can have an abortion. Well, no, there's there's a there's a problem there. There's a problem there, because when we're talking about that, when we're talking about that specific thing, it, the issue is is that focus isn't on the reality that's happening there, and that's the death of a child. That's the death of a new person. And when we try to make an argument that says, well, only in this situation is this morally uh, obliged. Well, no, a, a moral a moral ruling has to be made that it can be put across the boards. Right, there's instance, no exception. Contraception, is contraception's only okay in Africa because there's so much rampant STDs. No, because then that would make it legal everywhere. Mhm contraception's okay in China because of overpopulation. No, because then that would make it legal everywhere. It's easy to see in the sexual sins. It becomes a bit more difficult to see in spiritual sins. But the key is there is when a a moral judgment is made, it has to be made across the board. And so we have to be very careful with our – with what we're saying, with how we are speaking. It it can't be, um, you know, for me and not for you. And that's the problem with spirituality, is that once again, the focus is back on me, not on uh, the world around you, not on those who need the help. You know, when we pray, our prayers are not just for ourselves, they are for other people, because we believe that our prayers are going to God, and God, who is here with us, who is listening to us, is here to answer our prayers
0: and our prayers are also joined with everyone else who is praying right alive and dead
1: right you know it's it's fascinating it's fascinating because once again if we go back to dr google dr google continues to tell us about this one part of a paragraph of an article says the
0: following guru google do you mean
1: goo yes excuse me guru google um, it's very easy to discover if you are a religious or a spiritual person. So already, let's take this test, all right? Number one, do you worship any type of deity or a god or a sect leader? This includes popular yoga gods such as Ganesh or Rama or, and so-called gurus, masters, or uh, what was the other word? Oh, shoot, I lost it. Um, mentors. Mentors. Then you are religious. Or number two, do you believe in the power of your own self and that you are in charge of your destiny? In this case, my child, you are spiritual.
0: <laughs>
1: the problem here remains. I said this from the beginning. How can one be spiritual but not religious? Or religious but not spiritual? Well, easy. If you decide you want to be spiritual – then the focus is on self. But if you decide that you want to focus solely on a religion, then it's all an act. There's no love in it. And I'm not I'm not talking like, oh, this evil evilness. No, I'm talking about there's no true connection to God. It is possible, but it's not something that we should be called to. Because you, like I said before, and we've said this over and over again, you cannot divorce spirituality from religion. Because spirituality is an important part of religion. Yet, this new modern understanding of spirituality, being that you believe in the power of yourself, is wrong. The first key of Catholicism is that we believe and we understand that we we cannot do this by ourselves, but rather we rely on that higher power. You know, AA, NA, SA, all of those uh, anonymous programs, they don't require you to become Christian, but they were started by Catholics. Because there was a recognition that we can only do this by relying on a higher power. And Jesus Christ came to this earth to tell us that we had to rely on him. Not He never came to say that we can do it ourselves. He said we have to trust in him, to trust in God, to have faith, to believe in what we have been taught. And I don't know. Once again, maybe it was my seminary professors brainwashing me. Maybe it's from a uh, case of stupidity, but I'm telling you this, if you have a true experience of God, a true experience of Jesus Christ, there will be no question. There will be no question to whether or not you believe in Him and want to follow Him. And what did he say? He follow, He told us to follow him, to do as He commands that makes me a bad person because that makes me religious, well, I guess, Vince, I'm a bad person.
0: Hey, I'll drink to that. You don't have to So
1: Vince, like you said, you encounter a lot of people in your life that kind of think this way and talk this way. What do you think are some ways that we have to deal with this and address this?
0: You know, this is a tough one because we've talked about in the past that, you know, just one conversation isn't going to convert people it doesn't usually happen. I bet you one in a million, there's always going to be that one case that you're going to say something and someone's going to be like, Oh wow. They have this light bulb moment. And then they dive in and convert Sign up for our CIA right away. Uh, but you know, you know, the way I see it and the way I like to go about things is I love to use apologetics. Now I'm not the best at it. Um, but that's what brought me back into the faith more seriously a couple of years ago. And you know so i like to try to use logic and reasoning the best i can um in trying to show historical examples you know we have you know god has used people throughout history uh to work you know he's used people uh for his works he's used prophets in the old testament he used jesus christ and these are historical figures. These aren't just made up people in the Bible. You know, you can look at other, uh, other writings of the time. Uh, there is no, there's no doubt that Jesus lived. There's no doubt that some of these prophets lived. Um, they've been written about by people who were by Romans who at the time, uh, were pagans. Why were they writing about it? Why were they affirming this? If it goes against what they, they believed. Um, So we can look at from a historical perspective. So you could bring up something like that. Uh, You can bring up your own, you can be a witness to your own, your own faith and just live that out. You don't even have to say anything. Just the fact that you love the person, you can pray for the person, you can be a good Catholic uh, throughout your daily life around that person, which we should all be doing anyway. Sure. We all, we all end up messing up at some point. That's why we have confession, but um you know, that's another way is just you don't even have to say anything. Just just live out your Catholic life, your Christian life. Uh, and believe it or not, that's probably some of the more powerful ways a lot of people convert is just by looking at other Christians. That's how a lot of pagans converted uh, in the early church was just watching how Christians handled pandemics and epidemics and all these in war and all these other things, poverty and how Christians took care of each other. And pagans were looking at them saying, well, why, why, do, why is this person helping this other person? We don't do that. We save ourselves. And that's kind of where, if you look at the spiritual versus religious side of things, the spiritual, it's just about saving yourself. Yeah. The religious, we're trying to save everybody yeah. or not the, the spiritual and religious as Christians, we're trying to save everybody. So, you know, you can, you, there's a variety of different ways you can, you can start and you can, You know, as I mentioned before, humans are always looking for truth. And so that if you find something that is to be true, even if it's a little nugget, you're gonna want to investigate it a little bit farther and farther and farther until you come to the whole truth. And some of us are still on that path. Still, you know, you don't have like I said, one conversation is not gonna do anything. But as long as you can plant that that seed that begins to grow, or maybe it's a seed that doesn't germinate. And years later, something is said, they see something and all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, that takes me back to, you know, a couple of years ago, this conversation I had again, you know, with this weird Catholic and, uh, and, and maybe that's where it starts. So there's so many different ways and don't be discouraged if the person says, well, Hey, you do you, I'll do me because chances are that's what's going to be said. But yeah, you can always try to plant that seed.
1: Yeah. We got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you got anything else? Is it for me yeah yeah me too so
1: I got uh, off my I got my soapbox taken care of for now
0: well you, you do that every week and that's okay
1: that's my job that's your job and
0: I think that's what uh, the, the people like so I guess with that uh, you can find us at in uh, uh, subscribe to us where you listen to podcasts check us out on YouTube and find all of our social media follow us and engage with us until next time Peace.